Welcome to Lorica, the podcast of Father Patrick Cardine, pastor of St. Patrick's Orthodox Church in Bealton, Virginia. St. Patrick's is a parish in the Antiochian Orthodox Christian Archdiocese of North America, serving the Western Rite. Father Patrick is also the administrator of the Orthodox West. Did Jesus ever promise that we would not have trouble? Did he promise that there would come a time in this age when trouble would cease and there would be only peace in our lives? I don't think he ever made that promise. Some people, I'm afraid, have this idea that if they're good Christians and do what they're told, they're going to be able to avoid trouble. Or at least that maybe things will get progressively better so that tomorrow we'll have less trouble than today. I don't think Jesus ever told us that that's how it was going to be. In fact, he warned us that as long as you are in the world, you will have trouble. In fact, I was thinking about it, Jesus' trouble got worse, (laughs) not better. Jesus' and the apostles' trouble, it actually climaxed at the end. It got worse and worse and worse until they killed him. The trouble that we go through in this life, it's not just personal. Sadly, it also impacts the whole Christian community so often too much of the time. Sometimes we can get discouraged because we find unsavory people in his church, troublemakers, disruptors of peace. Well, it's okay to grieve, but we shouldn't be surprised. He told us plainly that until the very end, there would be wheat and tares mixed together. There would be trouble within and trouble without. I don't think that there would be a perfect and lasting peace on this side, not until the very end. I think that's what he told us, and I think that's what we can expect. How many people are out there that we personally know that are not here with us today? They're out there. They once named Jesus as their Savior, but they care nothing for him today because they allowed themselves to become scandalized by the troubles of this life. They somehow did not accept his warning as a part of reality. Today in our gospel, the disciples followed Jesus. Well, that's what disciples do. They follow Jesus. They don't get out in front of Jesus. They don't lag behind Jesus. They follow him very close behind. They followed him, Matthew tells us, right into the boat. Now, as an aside, a boat filled with the Savior and his disciples making its way across a turbulent sea, this is the church making its way through history, through trial and trouble, until she comes to that other side of eternal rest. Jesus had just taught a very impressive sermon right before our gospel lesson picks up, and he had inspired at least two men who came and said that they would follow him anywhere. They too wanted to be his disciples. He told the first one that, you know, he had nowhere to lay his head, and this is what it meant to be a follower. Great inconvenience that you will be a stranger in this world. The second one wanted to go bury his father, and Jesus responded, with these comforting words, let the dead go bury their own dead. You come follow me. 
Then he gets into the boat, and the disciples follow him into the boat, and suddenly, suddenly, without warning, all of a sudden, there is an earthquake of a storm. That's what Matthew calls it, a seismos, an earthquake storm. It's a great tempest. It abruptly arose without warning, and all of a sudden, and he says the boat was covered with waves. The boat was literally being buried in the sea. The sea now, the sea is where all kinds of scary and unholy things dwell. I know that because I took a cruise one time. (laughs) Don't ever take a cruise. (laughs) That's where the unholy and scary things dwell, down in the sea. In the scriptures, the sea represents the unclean pagan Gentile nations. It's the place where Leviathan is. Well, these followers of Jesus, as a great reward for their dedication and zeal to follow him into the ark of salvation, this great ship and boat, they are suddenly assaulted and about to be buried into this dark and unholy sea. Welcome to Club Med, the Christian life. To top it all off, Jesus is not there comforting them during this. He is rather asleep, taking a nap in the boat. Now, as a man, he was tired, and he needed his rest. He had just told, by the way, there's a lot of humor in this story, and I love every year, the fourth Sunday after Epiphany, that we get to read this, but he had just told his would-be follower, the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head, except in a boat, apparently, that's about to be capsized. Anyway, they're all about to drown, and our Lord is taking a nap. That's the picture. And that's often how we feel in this life. Does he even care that we're drowning? Does he even care? The panicking disciples, they woke Jesus up, hollering, Lord, save us, we are perishing. Well, I suppose if you think you're about to perish from whatever you're going through, you probably should start hollering too. Wake him up. Start hollering. Wake him up. Now, that's only how it seems to you from your side of things. We know our Lord no longer needs to sleep. He doesn't sleep in boats, even though sometimes it may feel like it. But go ahead and holler nonetheless. He doesn't need you to wake him up, but you need to cry out for your own sake. Now, Jesus sleeping is not only an image or a picture or give us this sense of the disciples And sometimes our feeling of his absence, which he is never absent, but we feel his absence in our plight sometime. More importantly, I think, in this story, it is an image of the Savior's attitude in the face of adversity. And that's what I'd like us to delight in this morning. He is at peace because he's the one with the power. He's the one who in such control that he can take a nap at times like this without being bothered. Jesus sleeping in a storm, tossed boat. This is the picture, the perfect picture of Christian maturity. There's a story about a fellow by the name of Smith Wigglesworth. He was sleeping one night and he was disturbed in his sleep that he he woke up in the middle of his sleep and he sat up. And he looked, and there was Satan himself, not a little minion demon, Satan himself sitting on the end of the bed. 
And Smith said, oh, it's only you. And he rolled over and went back to sleep. The best part of our gospel story, beside Jesus taking a nap and sleeping during this storm, is his response when they do wake him up. Why are you fearful? O ye of little faith. Well, haven't you noticed we're all about to drown? What do you mean, why are we fearful? Look, I told you, in this world you will have trouble. Why are you fearful? Why are you fearful? What shall overcome the world? Be of good cheer. By your faith, you shall overcome the world. And he stands up and with a word and a wave of his hand, the storm is immediately subsides. The sea is calm and peaceful and everyone is at rest. Everyone is at peace. Everyone is safe. During the storm, they're all in a panic. They're hollering. They're fearful. But when the sea is calm, they're calm, and they're at peace, all except for Jesus. Jesus was calm and at peace the whole time, even during the storm. And in fact, if you think about it, he was calmer during the storm. He was sleeping. (laughs) Your faith shall overcome the world. In this world, you will have trouble. The trouble may come from without. It may be sickness, it may be financial loss, it may be betrayal, mistreatment from another person. It may come from within. The fathers often use this story to talk about the sinful passions, that turbulence of our own soul that we are disrupted with, our own sin and despair. Whatever it is in this journey, you're going to face trouble. And as you learn to believe in Jesus, you will also learn how to maintain peace in the midst of your trouble so that you can pass through it with grace, with dignity, with calm. It is by faith that this is possible. Now, from what I've said so far, you might think that this is a story about trouble, but this is not a story about the storm. It is not a story about trouble. The gospel that we preach, the faith that we hold so dear, it is not about suffering, it is not about trouble, It is not about the storm. It is also not about Jesus putting his arm around you and comforting while you drown and saying to you, my son, perish in peace. That's not what it's about either. The story ends with deliverance. The story ends with the sea being calmed by the word of the Lord. The storm being rebuked and overcome. God does not promise to be with you while you perish. He promises to destroy your enemy and to deliver you from the storm. He promises you peace, both in this life and the next. Now, in this life, you're going to go through a cycle of storms until your dying day. As one monk says, when's it going to end? He says, Three days after you're in the grave, that's when it ends. You're going to go through a cycle of storms and trouble. But Jesus is with you, and he's going to deliver you out of every single one. Every little episode will end in peace and with deliverance. And in the big story of your life, it will end 
in eternal peace and deliverance. And as you go through each episode, you're supposed to be learning how to believe in Jesus, how to call out to him in faith. And through each episode, hopefully, the goal is for you to become more like Jesus was in the gospel story. Until one day, you are at full stature, Christian maturity, you yourself will be able to sleep in the boat during the storm. That's the goal. Others around you will be panicking in fear, hollering and screaming and anxious, and you'll be taking a nap. And you can say to them, what are you so anxious about? It's going to be okay. This too shall pass. God is with us. Be patient. Call upon the Lord and he will deliver us. Eventually, as you pass through each episode of trouble in this life, a time will come, a time will come when you will hardly be able to tell the difference between the times of peace and the times of trouble. They'll all just meld together. You won't even know the difference. The only thing that you'll notice is that you are with Jesus in the boat. You'll be at peace in trouble. You'll be at peace when things are going well. You'll be content with plenty. You'll be content when you lack. You'll run when you have the energy. And you'll run when you're tired. Nothing will matter. Because only one thing matters. You'll get used to being with Jesus all the time. Without breaks. You know, it's funny how sometimes we need a break from God. It's a little embarrassing. <laughs> sometimes that we feel that way. Oh, I've been working really hard at this spiritual life. I need a little vacation, a little break from God. How silly. And yet, I think most of us feel that way at times. Well, we're still children. There should come a time when we don't feel that way anymore. Whether the sun is out or the rain is falling, whether it's spring or winter, whether people are for you or against you, it's all the same. Because you are with God. Because you've learned how to soar through the trouble of this life with grace and dignity on the wings of faith. We'll sleep with Christ in the boat during the storm. In this life, this is not in the future life. This is now. This is now. Look to the saints. This is, what, this is how they lived. Little children. Agatha, Agnes, Lucy. Old men, old women. Their trust in Christ. And the trouble in this world did not shake them. It did not disrupt them. This is not for the super spiritual. This is for all of us. It's normal, grown-up Christianity. But we're still children. I'm still a child. Most of us are still children. That's okay. If we have faith in Christ, we're healthy. And healthy things grow. And we will continue to grow unto the stature of a mature man and woman in Christ Jesus. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You have been listening to Father Patrick Cardine, pastor of St. Patrick's Orthodox Church in Bealton, Virginia. This has been a production of the Orthodox West.